You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a bootcamp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. All right, welcome to the February 2022 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month we take a minute and we round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in the Course Report office and over our Slack channel. And we share it all with you. So Jess, what are we going to cover on today's episode? Well, there's news of acquisitions and expansion in the training world and a very interesting update on Pell Grant eligibility for boot camps and the requirement on schools to demonstrate a 20% wage increase for students. Plus, we're going to tell you why both Google and Apple are betting on boot camps in February. And we'll look into new research about the de-emphasis on college degrees as a result of the pandemic-related labor shock. And of course, we'll be happy to tell you about all of the 14 new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory this February. All right, let's kick it off with our acquisitions and fundraises. Liz, what was the first interesting thing that we found? Okay, so Cengage Group has announced that they will acquire InfoSec for $190.8 million. InfoSec is a cybersecurity education company that fuels cybersecurity boot camps, and that means that Cengage Group will expand into the cybersecurity professional training market. The England-based North Coders just received 1.65 million euros from the Department of Education as part of the government's Lifetime Skills Guarantee and Plan for Jobs. With this new funding, North Coders is now offering a second wave of its Excellence Scholarship Scheme to those who want to reskill who are from the Midlands and the Yorkshire areas. Well, congrats to North Coders. And Natalie Schwartz from Higher Ed Dive reports that 2U is integrating operations with edX, which remember they acquired in June of last year for $800 million. 2U and edX have a combined 1,200 corporate clients, and 2U plans to make edX the face of its consumer brand. One interesting note from Chip Pauchik, who's the CEO of 2U, is that about 80% of edX's registered learners live outside of the U.S. So 2U is contracting with universities in international markets. For example, they announced on Wednesday that they're working with the University of Sydney in Australia on four new online graduate degrees that will launch next year. We already know that they work with universities for boot camps in in Sydney and uh, other international cities as well. All right. So in last month's episode, we talked a bit about boot camps becoming accredited, which we do anticipate will be a trend in 2022. One of the pros of accreditation is that schools kind of uh, get fast-tracked or can more easily accept federal funding like Pell Grants from students. But in other regulatory news, there's some real movement on Pell Grant approval. Yes, totally. So for about a year now, we've been seeing a lot of buzz about Pell Grants being extended to short 
short-term retraining programs. And it looks like it's finally going to happen. Um, An amendment to the America Competes Act was passed by the House this February, now making it possible for workers to use Pell Grants to rapidly retrain through short-term programs through the JOBS Act. This is seen as a substantive and political victory for community colleges, but boot camps could potentially benefit. Although for now, the new Pell eligibility would not apply to for-profit institutions. However, it would also create a national post-secondary student unit record data system, uh, which could mean some oversight over outcomes. Yeah, programs would have to be at least eight weeks long in order to be eligible for Pell. Programs would have to demonstrate a wage increase of 20%, like we said earlier, for those completing the program approximately six months after program completion. Love to see structural change happening like this. I think this is super interesting. And Business Insider explored the challenges that some boot camps like Lambda School or Bloom Tech Now and Treehouse have faced, particularly in their leadership teams. That part of the article is mostly just referencing a bunch of other Business Insider articles. But the second half points out that boot camps may be at an inflection point and that those who have been accused of under-delivering can improve by working closely with employees employers and providing more real-world experience. For example, Flatiron School is working with companies like Amazon and Liberty Mutual to pay for their students' education and to help move candidates into full-time roles, which Flatiron calls a win-win for all parties. And yeah, I agree. I think anything that helps boot campers face less risk and give greater access to jobs is a great trend. Natasha Mascarenhas also took a look at job outcomes for bootcamp grads this month in TechCrunch Plus. Smart bootcamp applicants often look to job placement outcomes to help them decide if that bootcamp could benefit their own career. But Ludo Farage, the CEO of NewCamp, is making an argument for not sharing outcomes. He says that measuring success in a way that makes sense to applicants is too elusive. And other boot camps like Bloom Tech, which was formerly Lambda School, have even run into legal trouble. Yeah, the article doesn't even mention the efforts of boot camps so far to create rubrics of transparency and outcomes like CIRR and other efforts. And the Pell News that we just spoke about could offer another way for schools to demonstrate those outcomes. But I ultimately think we agree with Springboard CEO and co-founder Gautam Tambe, who weighed in on the matter in that TechCrunch article, saying that he thinks the solution to opaque reporting and confused students, quote, needs to start with more transparency, not less. Withholding outcomes altogether is certainly not the solution. We need to publish outcomes in a way that is both transparent and easy to understand instead of burying our heads in the sand. While nobody is perfect, leading with transparency forces us and the industry to acknowledge that and make improvements and create better experiences for our students as we go, end quote. Totally agree. Yeah. The Brookings Institution um, in Washington, D.C. did a deep dive into the Social Policy Institute's research on the outcomes of boot camp grads from the St. Louis-based Launch Code. So Launch Code is one of these nonprofit boot camps that, in addition to offering a coding boot camp, also offers its students a full-time paid apprenticeship, which can then lead to a permanent position. The Social Policy Institute research found that the boot camp plus the apprenticeship program, um, that whole format positively affected job outcomes for students. 
Students who completed the boot camp and the apprenticeship had an average annual income of $66,000 versus those applicants who were not accepted to the program and had an average annual income of $41,000. Yeah, that's really cool data. And remember from last month in January, the Department of Labor has just announced that they will award more than $8 million for apprenticeships in pandemic-stricken sectors. So seeing that expansion makes a ton of sense in light of data like this that shows just how valuable those apprenticeships can be. Now a few months into the great resignation here in the U.S., we heard some interesting new data on the trend. According to Cengage Group Research, 78% of the U.S. adults who quit their job recently or were planning to quit have taken online training courses or certificate programs within the past six months. Almost all of them said they took these courses to help them get a new job, and 71% they paid for all or part of these courses themselves. So Liz, what's the latest on how employers are handling the great resignation? Yeah, Jessica Stolman reports in Inc. this February that there's new research out of Harvard, which indicates that employers might finally be seeing the light about requiring unnecessary college degrees. The research team cites two interlocking factors. One was a general refocusing on skills over degrees during the hot job market of 2017 to 2019. And then the second factor is this recent pandemic-related labor shock. The researchers note that, quote, the shift may reflect only a temporary accommodation in the face of an emergency, but nonetheless, given its scale, it's likely to teach us a lot about whether workers who have degrees actually perform better than newly hired workers who do not. They stress that previous studies show performance differences between those with and without degrees are often marginal outside specific fields like professional services and finance. So yeah, that shows a lot of hope for the tech field, which is definitely one of those industries that just does not need to require degrees. Mm -hmm. Corporate training is very much top of mind for many companies right now as they try to retain their workforce and potentially reskill workers for internal hires. Protocol interviewed Rebecca Rombaum from Flatiron School for tips on how to offer corporate training that employees actually are interested in and actually complete. So Flatiron School has been offering tailored training for all kinds of companies, including a recent cohort of warehouse workers from Amazon. And Rombaum points out that it's really the responsibility of the company to get the training on the radar of their employees and then to set the right expectations for workers engaged in that training. So it seems like it just starts with how you lay that foundation and then employees will run with it. Liz, let's take a look at a couple of public slash private partnerships that were announced this February. Sure. Okay. First up, Grand Circus in Detroit announced that they are partnering with Apple to offer introductory iOS app development courses to folks in Michigan throughout 2022. It's called the Apple Foundation Program, and it can serve as a springboard to the Apple Developer Academy in Detroit. So Detroit and Michigan residents of all levels of coding experience are encouraged to apply for the free program, although space is limited. So remember, applications for that initial cohort, which is slated to begin March 2022, are open now. 
So cool. Yeah. Um, Venture Burn reports that Hyperion Dev has partnered with University of Cape Town's Law at Work to offer a coding bootcamp specifically for lawyers. The Coding for Lawyers bootcamp is in response to a 2016 Deloitte report that 114,000 legal jobs will eventually be lost globally due to automation. Lawyers who enroll in this part-time program can use the program to either add a skill set and continue practicing law, or they can use this program to entirely reskill and become a tech professional. And according to the New York Times, Google announced a $100 million fund that bets on scaling up programs that have proven effective in lifting low-income workers into middle-class jobs and careers. And one of those proven programs is Merit America, which we have in the course report directory for many years. It's an organization that offers tech training programs for adults without a bachelor's degree. Steve Lohr, who wrote this New York Times article and is a champion for boot camps at the New York Times, um, and at least for accelerated training programs, points out that the Partner programs chosen are, quote, indicative of newer trends in job training and hiring. They focus on results, graduates getting higher paying jobs rather than numbers of people passing through their programs. They're advocates for hiring based on demonstrated skills instead of screening by college degrees. And they are all experimenting with ways to make programs more self-sufficient financially and less dependent on charitable support, end quote. Um, So a huge testament to what Married America is doing. And for their part, Connor Diamond-Dialman, who is one of the founders of Married America, says that the Google Fund backing, quote, puts jet fuel in our engine, allowing us to scale up as never before. So if you're reading this or listening to this and you are an adult without a bachelor's degree, check out Married America. Um, They've got a lot of funding from Google to train you right now. Well, Jess, as we head into March, which is International Women's Month, we've pulled together all of the coding boot camps out there now with programs specifically designed for women and non-binary individuals. If you're looking for a women-only cohort, we'll link to this post in our roundup so that you can find the right program for you. But Jess, what else did you read about boot camps working towards a more equitable and inclusive workforce this February? So Liz and I just moderated this amazing live Q&A with six bootcamp alumni about how they made a career change during this pandemic. Um, We had you, our readers, submit questions to ask in this live Q&A, and we got quite a few questions about if there was an age limit for getting into tech. And this reminded me of a recent Technically post written by staff writer Holly Quinn about ageism in tech. So while coding bootcamp cohorts are often diverse in age, they're typically people in their 20s and 30s who are making a career change. People who are making a career change in their 40s and 50s may have to deal with ageism in both the bootcamp and then when they're on the job hunt. But Holly points out in that article that ageism in tech can hurt the overall industry because people of all ages need to be part of technical development product development in order to make products and services that meet the needs of all kinds of people. But just remember what Christina from Tech Elevator said on that panel when we asked this very question, because we got it from a couple of uh, audience members. And she said, quote, nobody cares how old you are. Can you do the work? Can you be comfortable being uncomfortable? Do you have a passion for tech? That's all that matters. Age doesn't matter, end quote. So great advice from someone who's done it. 
And Springboard just announced that they are committing $10 million in scholarship funding to their inclusion scholarship program as part of their mission to transform 1 million lives by 2030. Springboard will be offering partial, half, and full scholarships to students who demonstrate need from underrepresented groups. And I believe that will be available for all of these upcoming spring cohorts. So if you're interested in Springboard, definitely reach out to them about this new scholarship program. It's a good time. Well, a lot of schools announced new programs and campuses this month. Remember in January, we talked about the expansion of Ada Developers Academy, and we know now that applications for Atlanta are open in March, and then DC is coming soon in 2023. Yeah, Ironhack is now opening a hybrid campus in Tampa. And to celebrate this new expansion, they're offering a few thousand dollar scholarships to people who enroll in the first Tampa cohort, which starts this spring. As of this February, Springboard is now offering a 12-week part-time tech sales boot camp. We actually just did a deep dive on Springboard's new tech sales curriculum on the blog, and we'll link to that in the news roundup. Totally. It's a very, very cool program. Um, And then starting in March, Delta V Code School in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, will begin offering a 10-week cybersecurity boot camp. And Tech Elevator unveiled its first ever part-time bootcamp offering. This is going to be a 30-week program. It'll be a mix of self-study and cohort-based peer learning and one-on-one expert coaching. And of course, it was a busy month in the Course Report school directory. We added 14 new boot camps to Course Report. Jess, yeah. you want to kick us off? <laughs> That's right, Liz. I mean, it was a very, very busy month. So especially for any new university boot camps. Um, so in terms of university boot camps, we added Utah State University Tech Boot Camps, University of New Mexico Continuing Education Tech Boot Camps, and Colorado State University Boot Camps. And these are all operated by Full Stack Academy. We added Berkeley Machine Learning and Artificial Intelligence Bootcamp, which is powered by Emeritus, and UMass Global Online Bootcamps, which is a new springboard-powered bootcamp. UJ Accelerated is also in our listings now, and this program was actually created and now it's run by the University of Jamestown. Then we added a couple of new data science bootcamps. Mayote and Maven Analytics. And we added some new coding boot camps, Universidad Europea, AOP, Stateful Academy, and Dented Code Academy. And we've now got the All Women's Bootcamp Cal Academy in our listings and a new online product management bootcamp, Product Manager Accelerator on Course Report. Yay. Well, Congratulations to all of those schools. Welcome to our directory. And if you are an alum of one of those schools, you can now leave a review of your experience on Course Report. All right, Jess, well, let's wrap up this episode like we do all of our episodes. Let's talk about our favorite pieces to work on for the Course Report blog this month. What was your favorite, Jess? 
So I got to connect with National Guard member and former law enforcement officer Chad this month about how he funded his career change using the Veteran Rapid Retraining Assistance Program, or VRAP for short. So VRAP is available now to any vets whose employment was affected by the pandemic who want to reskill. And this includes if you were an entrepreneur. And when I say any vets, I mean that you don't have to have any GI Bill left to be eligible for it which is really awesome. VRAP covers your bootcamp tuition, and it also includes a housing slash living stipend, which is amazing. Um, And Chad says it was really easy and quick for him to sign up for VRAP funding, and he was able to get the funding fairly quickly as well. He used his funding to enroll at Sabio, which is a VA preferred provider school because they have such great job outcomes. And he is now a remote software engineer at Blackburn Labs. So congrats, Chad. And I hope this inspires any other military vets out there who are looking to find some funding to retrain. Definitely. In the live Q&A that we just did, remember Jess from Code Fellows Mm -hmm. also used uh, VA funding. Oh, that's right. And mentioned VRAP. She was like, there are so many programs that want to pay for not only veterans bootcamp tuition, but also uh, veteran spouses. Yes. Yeah. So there, yeah, there's a lot of money out there for anyone that qualifies. And Liz, what was your favorite piece to work on this month? Well, Jess, you mentioned this one before, but I just have to say it again. This was my favorite one to work on. I put together a list of boot camps for women this month. We've always had a list of scholarships for women in boot camps on our site. But um, did you know that there are several boot camps that teach only women, women identifying and non-binary folks? And those include, I'm just going to say them now because I think it's so awesome. Um, Ada Developers Academy, Hackbright Academy, and Grace Hopper Track at Full Stack Academy. Academy. Those are probably ones that you've heard of before. And then Cal Academy is a nonprofit program. All women, she codes, black code her and code op are other all women programs to check out to be a really supportive community to learn a new skill in. Mm-hmm. And that does it for our February podcast. Um, Thanks so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online and in-person bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the March Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Yes, we'll see you in March and we love feedback. So please email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers find it by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving us a review. We will see you next month. Bye, see you in March. <laughs>